0: You're now listening to the one and the only podcast made by business owners for business owners to help you create more media, generate more traffic and sales using digital marketing with your host, Youssef Elias. Hey,
1: Zach, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good. How are you? Zach,
1: can you hear me? Good, good, man. Thank you for being yeah, on my podcast. Me. I know you're very busy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Um, thank you for being on this podcast. I know you're very busy, agency owner. Um, but how's your day going, man? Tell me a little bit.
0: <laughs> man, good, good. Just back-to-back calls, but everybody's happy, so that's all that matters.
1: Awesome. So what what is a day <clears throat> in the day of life? For you, looks um,
0: like. I'm normally up by about 6 a.m. just to kind of get my day started. And um, a few months ago, before COVID happened, I would get up at 6 a.m., go to the gym, and work out and kind of have some alone time, some peace of mind, and all that, and come home. And then that was about time for my day to get started. My phone's already blowing up by the time I get out of the shower, things of that nature. Well, then when COVID happened mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I wasn't able to go to the gym, I was still, my body clock was still mm-hmm. going off at six in the morning. So I was getting up at six in the morning with, I don't want to say nothing to do, but you know, I, it was out of my regular schedule. So I just started working and I realized the amount of projects I was able to get accomplished between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. before the rest of the world got started and my phone started going off. It was like adding an entire work day to my schedule. So oh, yeah. um, are you, are you Eastern time or Pacific time? Yes, sir. Oh, Tennessee, Tennessee. Okay. Oh. Yes, sir. So, okay. Cool, so, yeah. uh,
1: So waking up early again, stuff done before everyone else is.
0: Yeah, pretty much because 9 a.m. starts uh, and, uh, you know, from 9 a.m. to about 5 or 6 p.m., it's pretty much back to back responding to clients, you know, getting on, um, you know, new calls when we're onboarding new clients, but then also follow up team calls with the old clients, just making sure they're happy. If anything, if anything mm-hmm. breaks or goes wrong, we're normally their first point of contact. Even if we have nothing to do with it, like websites and things of that nature, you know, mm-hmm. we can we can do all that. Yep. But um, you know, even if we're not the ones who built their original website, if something goes wrong, they freak out and they call us. But we try and take care of them.
1: Hmm. Yep. Yep. Same here. So, what? How long have you been? in this agency so, space.
0: So I've been in the marketing world for a little over a decade, actually since 2007, um, and so when when people ask mm. me their you know that question and they're like, "Oh, you've been doing this for forever. No wonder, you know, y'all are doing what y'all are doing or whatever the case may be." I'm like, "Well, hold up. You know, yeah. what I was doing in 2007, I was sending out flyers and sending emails and postcards and hey, guess what? That was working back then." You know, like it, I knew nothing yeah. of what I know now. Um, in fact, it's probably been the last 24 to 36 months that I've really seen and learned to adapt to the digital side of things. Um, and I've worked for some pretty big companies, um, Harley Davidson, Lenny's Sub Shops, Hard Rock Cafe, Ford Motor Company, things of that nature, doing you know some sort of marketing for them. But in the last 36 months is really been the push for the digital world uh, as far as my experience goes. But even um, as far as becoming an agency owner, I'd say my training really intensified about nine months ago, um, maybe about a year ago now. Um, But I really started um, realizing that how much money I was making other people Uh, you know, working for them as a marketing manager or marketing coordinator, things of that nature. So I was like, you know, I could do this not only for myself, but then for all these other people that I know and for a fraction of the cost of what you would pay. So, so to speak, marketing manager, marketing coordinator, I was like, I can help them alleviate Mm -hmm. some of those costs and some of that overhead. And I can take those responsibilities on and, you know, really be able to show them really good results because that's all I focus on. Cause what I realized working for some of these major companies, yeah, you might be the marketing coordinator or the marketing manager or marketing this or marketing that, but you ultimately end up wearing a, you know, becoming a Jack of all trades. Um, so I then started having the discussion with my wife to kind of jump in, you know, full fledged as a uh, agency owner So we, uh, were in a very particular time because I was making good money where I was at. Um, and to leave that with basically without a safety net, um, and we had a child on the way. So it was, uh, it was a pretty crazy experience, but, uh, we ended up deciding, deciding to pull the trigger and, you know, I knew it was going to be an uphill battle considering I had no case studies. I had no analytics to show anyone because, when I left all these major companies, that was their intellectual property. I couldn't take those results. Yeah, stayed there. Yeah. So, um, you know, exactly. I was able to speak on my experiences, but I didn't have any proof. So, uh, what we did was we we expected it take us about a year to really get the ball going. Um, you know, and what we were going to mm-hmm. focus on in that year was the relationships that I had mended over the last decade of people learning that. I knew how to speak on the space and knew that they could trust me uh, with anything. And so uh, we started reaching out to friends and acquaintances that owned their own businesses to try and get our foot in the door. And once we got our foot in the door and started getting analytics and seeing that, we, hey, we really knew what we were doing, it's like um, the snowball Mm -hmm. effect has been outrageous.
1: Okay. So what's, what's your agency called? So the now? name of the
0: agency is ROI Marketing Firm.
1: ROI Marketing Firm. And I think I followed you on, I followed your Facebook page as well mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so, and what kind of niche are you guys going after? What kind so, of
0: businesses? So, um, you know, I kind of tell people all the time that you need to focus on a niche that you enjoy, um, but also in the very beginning stages of things, like you can't be too picky, um, you know, mm-hmm. because what's going to end up happening is you'll end up with a leg of your business. That's all these, what I call the miscellaneous niche of, Hey, my my uncle mm-hmm. has this woodworking business or my aunt owns a hair salon and things of that nature where people mm-hmm. come to you. And uh, you know, at that point you're kind of a Jack of all trades, but it's really cool because you do get to learn, mm-hmm about a whole lot of different niches. And so you learn what works, what doesn't work, what you like and what you don't like. Um, So obviously the miscellaneous is a big portion of our business, but the three where we are really seeing, uh, you know, phenomenal results in, and honestly um, we're learning that we can actually convert a really good amount of leads, but then also the time it takes us to develop that uh, is significantly lower because we have done so much of it is, insurance, believe it or not dental mm. and yep and yep. then the automotive side of things mainly automotive because that's what I do enjoy. I know how to speak on the mm. matter I know how to talk to those people and I say those people as in the our clients customers um, you know I know how to speak to their uh, demographic so that's really what I enjoy the most but honestly I enjoy it all. Uh, you know, I love building things and seeing these companies succeed and being able. I'm the same And way. I love being able to see that, hey, we started here and now in 90 days we're nah. here because yeah. of this.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's an awesome feeling, especially when they start making sales mm-hmm. and they're growing and they're like, dude, you did it. You know, you're changing my mm-hmm. life like that for me. Is everything, you know, Yeah, very like, humbling. and we're in the same boat as you. We're, we're in the same boat as you. Like we try so hard to focus on a niche and, and our niche is real estate. And we have a lot of real estate clients, mm-hmm. but these real estate agents keep referring us to other people, right. you know, like we got a, we got a referral for a game, a video game. I've never <laughs> done video game advertising ever. Right. right. But this guy, it's just, he, he, did, he was just really interested. And, uh, I, I was really interested too. I was like, you know what? This is a challenge. Right. I want to see if I can get this game actually to rank. So I did some research, whatever, and then I gave him a price, you know, based on how, how I would charge them. It was actually a low price. And then um, I went out there and I found some people that were really good at ranking this kind of game on the Google Play mm-hmm. Store. And I paid them some money and they did it. And next thing you know, this game is number two
0: wow.
1: on the Play That's Store. That's
0: awesome.
1: You know? guy is super happy he he texts me he's like dude you're crazy you're fast how how did it mm-hmm. happen i have positive reviews on the game already um it, so it was crazy he was so happy he, he made us a video explaining like how he loved the process and how we made it happen for him so and then he calls me a month later from his sign up and he's like dude your monthly payment is due do you want me to pay you <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Why not? I love it. <laughs> Go ahead, send.
0: <laughs> I think I saw your So it's amazing. It's an amazing
1: feeling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So I, I know you have a family. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I still like. Sometimes I'm like, dude, I got so much going on. Like so much fires to put out. So many clients to take care of, and. Like if I ever have a family, like how do you manage having a family and a busy agency at the same yeah,
0: time? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that's a great question. I mean, it's, it's not easy uh, by any means. I'm not going to sit here and try and, you know, if there's any new entrepreneurs out there that are going to listen to this and think that you know, Oh, I've got a kid on the way, or I've got a, you know, I've got kids already, or I've got a girlfriend, I've got a wife or boyfriend husband, whatever. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. In fact, I've got a lot of friends that have come to me, uh, since all of this and said, you know, Hey, I, um, I'm thinking about starting a business. What's it like, you know, what, what do I need to worry about? What do I not need to be worried about? And essentially what I, tell them all is I'm like I will never tell someone that it's a good idea and the only reason I say that is because I know what some of those front end what those front end challenges are and how stressful it can be Mm -hmm. and so I never want someone else to go through those experiences and then be like oh man that guy Zach told me it was a great idea I can't believe him like you know I'm stressed out. I can't go to sleep or, you know, I'm, I'm fighting with my wife constantly or this or that. Like I never want that thought process to come through, but on the flip side, what I tell them every time is it's the best thing that I've ever done. Um, mm-hmm. Now the biggest portion that I can give for a takeaway here is make sure that that communi- lines of communications open between you and the other person because Um, essentially what's going on is it's a teamwork at that point. So Mm -hmm. you've got to make sure that they are on your side too. It can't be like, Oh, I'm going to do this regardless. And you've got to, you know, you just got to support me and blah, blah, blah. It's going to turn into resentment. And at that point, then your, your company is going to be, it's going to be extremely challenging to get that company going. Cause not only do you have the stress of everything that, that that's bringing out, but then you got the stress of now you're trying to focus on business. Now you're worried about your home life. And um, Mm. so essentially you've, you've really got to make sure that y'all are both on the same page and really have someone that supports that idea and has that same goal. You know, I definitely can say it's not been easy, especially, you know, we're, we're seven months in at this point, but uh, you know, so we still have those, those beginning issues going, but um, you know, we're going to come out of some of that, the amount of time that I do have to focus on things and spend so much time. But what I've really, really tried to do is, plan my day around that. So like I said, I'm up at six in the morning, I'm working till nine, ten o'clock, right before my daughter gets up. But I, you know, that's a beautiful thing is being the agency owner, I make the rules, right? No one can tell me, That I can't take a break or this or that. So I get, you know, I have the blessing of every morning being able to get up and wake my daughter up with my wife every morning and see her wake up to seeing mommy and daddy home. Um, and then, you know, I go back to work. And then at that point, what I do is I, um, you know, go back to work until about lunchtime, sit down with my wife. We'll, we'll eat some food. I mean, normally not together. Uh, you know, she'll make me some food I'll, I'll work through it. But if there is time, if I'm not super slammed, we will sit down together and either, you know, drink some coffee or, or eat that lunch. But then I do go back to work and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be hundred percent honest that these last few months, it has been 12, 14, even some 16 hour days, but it's all with the idea of the the long run and yeah. being able to separate, right. um, you know, f- separate from that. Um, but what I will say um, is you've got to make yourself find a time to, you know, turn your phone off. Uh, I was actually listening to um, a podcast uh, like three or four days ago that really kind of hit me pretty hard and just, Put some things in perspective, and it was with the CEO of Mastercard. And you're, you know, I'm I'm sitting here listening to this guy who's, you know, worth more money than than I've ever even dreamed of being worth. But they were discussing that when it is time for him to put his phone down, like or or give his time to his family. It's about you know the quality of time and not the quantity of time because you know you Mm -hmm. might still you might be quote unquote hanging out with them and spending time with them, but you're on your phone, you're checking emails, you're responding to clients, things of that nature. You're not actually there with them. You're just sitting there. Um, And then the other gentleman on the podcast uh, threw a statistic out there that blew my mind because they started talking about um, your cell phone and being at meals and your cell phone and being in meetings And said that they actually turn their phones off, not just like, oh, I'm gonna put it in my backpack or oh, I'm gonna put it in the next room, or oh, I'm gonna just leave it in my pocket. It's
1: completely off. It's
0: completely off. And he said the reason why is that there was tests that were that proved that even though your phone is in your pocket or in your bag or in the next room, ninety-two percent of your subconscious mind still thinks about your phone now i'm not saying it consumes 92 percent of your your mind but you're in your subconscious you know how you get those like crazy feelings where you're like your mm-hmm. phone's not even on vibrate but like you think it vibrated but it's vibrating
1: but, um, yeah that, that's a mm-hmm. part of
0: that so um i've mm-hmm. actually made it a goal that when it's time to put the phone down for the evening like i actually turn it completely off and set it in the next room that way, and I, 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 you know, it might be, it might be, um, you know, just my mind playing tricks on me or what, whatever you want to call it. Um, but like, I actually do feel like it's made a difference. Actually, turning my phone all the way off.
1: I mean, it does definitely. Um, I like to turn off my phone at night, mm-hmm. um, especially when it's out of charge. I go and charge mm-hmm. it. And I go meditate. Like I go to my porch. I have like a little balcony or porch, mm-hmm. whatever. And I just sit and I start meditating for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And I do something called uh, calling my guardian agent. Mm-hmm. And there's actually YouTube videos Dude. about stuff like that. And I just sit there and I just meditate and connect with the earth for like at least 15 minutes. And just, start, you know, think about my goals and think about everything without a phone or nothing. You
0: know? love it.
1: I uh, sometimes just speakers, you know, in my, my ear to play the music mm-hmm. or to play the meditation, you know, rituals. Right. And then you after that, it's just like you, you become so calm, like everything that happened throughout the whole day, all the fires I put mm-hmm. out, everything that went wrong or right or whatever, mm-hmm. it just disappears. Right. It just becomes quiet, peaceful uh, place in, in my head. And uh, so, so you you talk a lot about like working crazy Mm -hmm. hours. Have you ever thought about outsourcing some of your work? Are you in the process of doing it, or what's yeah? Um,
0: So we're actually in the process of that. Uh, now, the biggest thing is, you know, I was, I'm so focused on, you know, the quality of the product that we give our clients. So, like, for me, for the longest time, like, in my mind, I was like, outsourcing's bad, outsourcing's bad, outsourcing's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't, you know, mm-hmm. you water down your, you water down your, you know, pro- product at that point. And what I started realizing was, That that thought process was going to keep me stagnant where I am Uh, and I'm not going to be able to bring on, um, you know, more clients. And at that point, so I've got Mm -hmm. you know, we've got um, there's two of us that work full time on every project. And the issue with that was is there is some of that stuff that does not necessarily take full-blown knowledge on all the different platforms that we have knowledge on. So what we've decided to do is bring in a team that helps us with the workload, but we oversee absolutely everything. And um, it's Mm -hmm. actually a beautiful partnership because it's like we're very right brain, left brain. Like I, you know, went to art school. I'm a graphic designer by nature and videographer. Like I have that artistic, you know, style to me and I'm very, loud and out there. And he is very methodical. I mean, his background's in uh, computer science and robotics. So he's very, you know, mathematically based and analytically based. And if it's black and or it's white, you know, so it's been a really good opportunity for us to put these campaigns together and have a little bit of creativity, but also some science behind it. So we still now at this point, have brought on a team, uh, to help on various aspects of the workload. However, we oversee everything. We double check everything. We correct things. We make our adjustments, but at that point it's still our product because my biggest thing was I'm not going to onboard a client and give them and sell them the dream that is in my head. And then give them a product that doesn't match that. But with this ability, the way we've structured this now is that would never be the case. We bring them on. We set the parameters. We show the guidelines and how we want the process to go. Now we've got a team behind us that's working with us to, to create our vision. And then it passes back through to us. So we're able to make sure that this is exactly what we promised the client.
1: Okay. Cool. Cool. So, and, and that, that point brings me to my next question is how do you guys, and in, in what platform or what kind of campaign does bring your clients the most sales? Because this podcast is about all about sales at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And I like to ask this to everybody, how do you bring more sales to your clients and to you as a, as an agency? Right, as
0: well? Absolutely. Uh, analytics, analytics, analytics. Um, you know, as an agency owner, you would sit there and say, well, you get out of it, what you put in it. So the more money you pay me, the more money you'll make. But also you have to understand too, that these clients that we're talking to, not only the the most important thing is you've got to sell them on the value of marketing, because some of these clients, think that they can do it themselves. Oh, I can run my own Facebook ads or I can run my own Google ads or I can do this or I can do that. And I tell them straight up, you're right. You sure can. Um, One of our best clients um, was doing everything themselves. And honestly, they were doing pretty good. Their cost per acquisition for a client was between 30 and $45. And their average cart value was a hundred on an outsider looking in. You'd be like, Hey, you doubled your money. You're doing great. That's awesome. Well, we we mm-hmm. came in, we worked our way up to it, uh, but now they pay us fifty five hundred dollars a month. And guess what? We're doing the same exact type of campaigns that they're do- that they were doing. So if someone's going to look at me crazy, like, why would they pay you fifty five hundred dollars a month when you're doing the exact same thing they were? Well, the reason is is we have the science and the time to focus and split test things that they don't have, and then some of the knowledge, uh, and we were able to get their cost per acquisition down to eight to 12 from 30 to 45. And not only that, we're able to get their average cart value from a hundred to $125. So now they're one of our Mm -hmm. happiest clients and you know, they pay a significant amount of money a month for us. Um, But the, the the thing there, Mm -hmm. you've got to sell them is the value. Why, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, if you would stand in front of an ATM and every time you put a dollar in, it give you $2 out. You'd stand there all day, right? Mm -hmm. That's the understanding of the value. But some of these clients have been told that story before. So now what we're seeing is not only is is the big challenge that was, you know, a year two years ago is selling the value of digital media and being on digital platforms. But the next was... Hey, we've already done this before, or two times, or three times with other agencies, and they've told us this the same story that you've told us, and we've been burned every time. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's a client 100%. told me yesterday. We hear it all the time. And my still close, by the way. My man, that's yeah. a real closer right there. <laughs> um, but that's what you got to do. Those yeah. analytics prove it all. And so, um, one thing we've started doing with our with our clients is you know, if they don't, if they're not already sold, if they're not ready to commit, you know, at a 3000, 4,000, $5,000 a month management fee, we start them off smaller and we'll, we start them off pretty Mm -hmm. small and we show them like, Hey, let us show you that we can make your money back. You know, think of this as gambling, right? Like we're going to make you your money back. Don't get me wrong, but just think about it as gambling. If you could gamble on your business, would you you know and of course they're going to gamble in their business so we look at it like that we get their money we make it back plus some. Um, then we ask for that money back plus some, um, or we ask for that money back go ahead so
1: so there's a lot of clients sometimes there's like right. is there a guarantee do, do they <laughs> ask you this all the time and how do you answer that do some have people a do some
0: people don't um Uh, You know, I will say once you do start getting into the smaller um, price points, and the smaller businesses, you get it a lot more often. I mean, one of our clients does $157 million a year. You know, they asked zero questions once we showed them the analytics and showed them case studies, you know, they don't care. They just, they want the same results duplicate this for my business and I'll be happy,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and they're paying a significant amount of money a month, but they're getting phenomenal results. You start going down on the the lower end of the mm-hmm. spectrum to these people who don't have a lot of revenue, they're going to watch their expenses a lot closer. So now what you've got to do is overcome that, you know, guarantee comment and then it all comes down to how much faith you have in your agency and what you're able to do. Uh, And I normally rebuttal that with Mm -hmm. absolutely. We guarantee our results. Um, We don't like, there's not like a contract that you sign that says like, Oh, we will make you your money back, but we do guarantee it because dude, I don't, I don't think we've ever not hit it. I think there's been one time mm-hmm. that we even, we even, you know, failed a client and making their management plus ad spend back. And we just simply didn't charge them the next month or, in, or until we made them their money mm-hmm. back. We have the freedom to do that. I'm not going to be you know, I'm not going to be stingy, yeah. you know, but yeah. the it, the thing is, is mm-hmm. like your client who you forgot the charge and reminded you, you did him so good that he yeah. wants to keep you happy. So we've got clients mm-hmm. that, you know, if
1: he was literally on me
0: to send right, me a no, testimonial.
1: Hey, did you get it? I sent you this to money.
0: but that's the thing is like, you know, that client that we didn't do so hot with and didn't charge, they never even question it because we've been killing it for them. Like they understand that this is a fluid Mm. market, right? And it's funny is you know, I can speak to you on this term because you understand the terminology, but you know, we were running we were running conversion campaigns for them. For months, and they were crushing it, and then all of a sudden, for like three weeks, it, mm-hmm. it just tanked. Nothing was converting. We had no idea why, and so we, for three weeks, we were blowing our brains out trying to split test things, see which audiences were converting, which ones weren't, why weren't they? When again, for months prior, they were working. We made a simple adjustment, changed it from a, a conversion campaign to a. Um, engagement campaign and it blew up overnight Mm -hmm. you know we you know there's no knowledge there that's going to tell you to check that you just gotta right who would have thought yeah but we have the time to go in there and try things and that's why these people Mm -hmm. pay us um but it's those it's those Mm -hmm. people who you've got to convince that you will get like, yes, we guarantee our results. What we've got to do though, is we have to have the the first opportunity and the show of faith for you to trust us and allow us to put this into play. And then if, you know, we don't do so hot, we'll make it right. Like there's no issues here, but also too, on the same hand, if you're paying me five grand a month, and I'm making you, you know, $55,000 a month. I'm not going to come to you and be like, hey, you owe me some of that because now it's actually working. You know what I mean? It's all about what mm-hmm. your time is worth. And my yeah. time is worth X amount of dollars a month. And that's what you're going to pay for if you want us. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's exactly, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty powerful. <laughs> that's some gold right there. I mean, this is, I think this is the best <laughs> podcast I've had Thanks, on man, this show so far. This is number well, six. Well, hopefully, I don't
0: piss off the other yeah, five. Yeah, man. People. I mean,
1: <laughs> no, man. You 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 wouldn't. No, I mean, I was just starting. You know, um, interviewing people that I know. I'm um, trying different things, trying different mics, and this is, I think, the mic that I'm going to mm. stick with because uh, you, you can hear me better, right? It's better quality. Um, so so I I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're busy, but I like if. I want to talk a little okay. bit about sales. You know, do you guys run agency ads for your agency or do you guys cold outreach? How do you get your clients and especially how do you get your highest paying?
0: Yeah, clients? absolutely. <clears throat> um, so highest paying clients, are, that's easy. Those all come from referrals. Um, I mean, mm. business owners talk to other business owners, man. Uh, I mean, you got to think about who your targeted audience is, right? And most business owners converse with other business owners. So, you know, that's your targeted audience right there. So impress them. And that's what will happen. I mean, we signed a, you know, one of our clients is worth a quarter million dollars a year for us. And that was a referral. And it was such a good referral. This guy would not set a meeting with us unless he was there because he wanted to brag on us so much. We didn't even talk. You know, it was an hour long conversation. It was wow. him. It was him bragging him on us bragging. in the last fifteen yeah. minutes. We we're like, "Yeah, man. <laughs> so sure, we can do everything he just said and sign right here." And that was it. Uh, you know. The business owners yeah.
1: love that, bro. They they love to just talk about themselves. Well, they, oh, you know, and
0: you got a lot of special you know, too. Them. I mean, like it's a it's a big kahuna competition amongst uh, business owners, you know? So like, they like to brag about how much money they're making. And so that's their opportunity to do it, but not come across egotistical. Um, so yeah, your number one clients uh, are going to come through uh, referrals. Uh, your medium level clients generally going to come in from just personal relationships uh, not just you putting yourself out there uh, in, whether that's just going out and having conversations with everyone and anyone you meet and explaining yourself and introducing yourself. Um, or that's like you involving yourself in networking opportunities, uh, and different networking groups. Uh, it, you know, your middle range people, uh, businesses are going to come from what you yourself, you, your team, you, your sales team develops. Um, and then your lowest uh, grade clients is going to come from your marketing efforts. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying they don't know you from Adam. There's no personal connection there. There's no relationship established. Exactly. So what you've got to do is you've got to get them in on the smallest price point you can. Because, I mean, think about what what you yourself does when you get on the Internet. You try and find anything you can for the cheapest price, whether it's a product or a service. Exactly. So at that point, you've got to decide, hey, am I even going to deal with these people? Or am I only going to focus on the middle tier and up? But if you're Mm going to deal with these Mm -hmm. people who are um, budget conscious, you've got to be willing to work with them. But the thing is, is at that point, not only are you marketing, but you got to be sales too, because you got to get them in prove to them that you know what you're doing and then you've got to upsell them to get them to the price point that you want on that.
1: Yeah. Okay. I see. Mm -hmm. And So you guys don't really do any paid ads? So we do do some
0: paid ads. Um, It's all just going to be based around certain types of campaigns we're doing, whether there's anything that we're specifically trying to reach out to or anything. Um, But generally speaking, it's only, like I said, it's only on a specific campaign we're trying to push. If we're trying to build something up or develop another portion of our team, Mm -hmm. yes, we'll run some paid ads. Um, but I mean, if I've got to deal with, you know, if I've got to deal with six, $1,000 a month clients that are going to call me 10 times a day each, or I can deal with one client that pays Mm -hmm. me $5,500 a month. And we talk once a week on a team call. I mean, who, who are you going to choose? How Mm -hmm. would you rather spend your time? The the
1: fifty-five hundred. Absolutely, it might be a little bit less money, but the time invested
0: in it is significantly lower. Hmm.
1: So, so I mean, that's. I think now that I'm hearing what you're saying, I I feel like we have a problem. We don't have enough Mm -hmm. referrals. We get a lot of new customers in the door, like Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Sometimes two customers a day on a daily basis from ads, but the referral is not as much as you know, I would like it to be. So how do you get your current customers to refer you to other customers? Do you talk Uh, to them about it? There's a majority.
0: What's y'all. So really it's about developing a relationship. Um, Some of our, some of our bigger, I would say, I'd say four out of our top 10 um, best clients. We have like a legitimate personal relationship on like, even though we might not be in the same city, like we like, text and memes and cuss at each other and like, you know, send jokes and stuff. Like we pick on each other, you know, yeah. on a, you know, on a pretty regular basis. Um, and then as far as any local clients, we've got a personal relationship with all of our local clients too. So like, you know, we'll go out and have a beer and some wings with them and things of that nature, because now not only are they referring mm-hmm. someone to you at, that's good for their business, but it's a friend at that point too. They want to help you out.
1: Mm. And, and, it, and it all goes back to taking lower end deals. If you're taking lower end deals, you can't really have that personal relationship with them. Like you guys are having, right. Absolutely. Right. Um, and so they, they're worth a lot to you. You guys are making it more uh, personal. You guys are having, you guys are like mm-hmm. coworkers in a way. And then you, then they feel like comfortable to actually. Be yeah, of, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, wow. Okay. All right, cool, cool, man. Well, this was, I think that one of the best episodes again, thank you so much for giving me your time. Um, I wish you nothing but growth. Uh, I'm going to keep up with your journey. Um, hopefully we do a real life interview yeah. one day uh, when this is coronavirus is all done. And uh, maybe we'll both be in a different space in a different, you know, uh, level mm-hmm. in our agency and uh, we'll yeah, be rushing it, man. I'm excited. You to too, man. Work. Let
0: me know if there's anything I can do for you. All
1: right, man. I hope this, <laughs> this podcast blows That's, up. Cause it let's has do to. it, man. i it excited. To, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, no problem, man. Take,